Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. If anybody knows me and you've uh, listened to my teachings for any amount of time, you will know that I am not a pre-tribulationist, that I don't believe in a pre-trib rapture. For the first off, um, that theory is only a couple hundred years old. It wasn't even uh, considered in the first century and beyond up into the fourth, fifth, and sixth century. So that's one reason why I don't believe it. The second is the scriptures does not really play that out. We have to do some scriptural acrobatics to come up with a pre-trib rapture theory. Because as in the days of Noah, so it would be in the days of the Son of Man, right? Two will be in a field, one will be taken and the other left. And we think, oh, well, one will be taken in the rapture and the other will be left behind to tribulate. But that's not the case because as in the days of Noah, in the days of Noah, who was taken? Who was taken away, meaning they were no more? It was the sinners. They were taken in the flood of judgment. Who was left behind? It was Noah and his family. They were left behind in the ark. They were left behind in the ark of safety, and they were safe from God's judgment upon the wicked, which they were taken away by. So here in a parable in Matthew chapter 13, we kind of see this again play out about the wheat and the tares. So we know that uh, the parable of the wheat and the tares, there's a guy who planted wheat, which represents good, righteous people, and uh, an enemy came by night and sowed tares, which is a lookalike of wheat. And when they're first growing, you can't tell, but when they're all grown up, you can definitely tell that one's wheat and the other's a tare, the other's a weed. So the servants say, what do we do? You know, do you want us to go and remove the tares from the wheat? He goes, no, 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 no. If you do, you'll damage the wheat. When pulling up the tares, you'll probably uproot the wheat at the same time. Let them go uh, grow together until harvest. Ah, harvest. That's kind of like a rapture-y type uh, of vision here. So here in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 29, it says, But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them. Oh, the tares are taken away first. The tares, representing wicked, unrighteous, unregenerated people, are taken, and who's left behind? The wheat. The wheat is left behind. The righteous, the good. So it says, uh, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. The barn represents safety. The barn represents heaven, represents the world to come. You know, represents the new heaven and a new earth. So this is just another parable that really kind of flies in the face of the pre-tribulation rapture theory and has great, lends greater support to other theories regarding the Lord's return. I am a, um, you know, post-tribulationist. I believe that the Lord is going to protect his people, his remnant, in the midst of tribulation because tribulation is going to be for the unrighteous, not for the saints. Now, it doesn't mean we're gonna, not going to be persecuted. Because in Revelation, it says that permission was given to the dragon to make war on the saints. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we may suffer Satan's wrath, but we will never, ever suffer God's wrath. We will be protected from the tribulation. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.